Welcome back to How Good's This, the podcast where we are positively having a good time. Highlighting all the best things about being alive. All the best things about being alive, all the best things about being each other, all the best things about being friends. Mm-hmm. And some, and we pepper in a little bit of dark shit. Yeah, it always happens. It always comes that's back what people, around. That's what the people come back for, though. The the dryer, the deer, the dreary, the dreary, the cock and pulls. That that was my middle name in uh, elementary. Was was uh, Al uh, Dreary Stone? Aaron Dreary Stern. Aaron Dreary Dreary Don Stone. Ir- Irving Dreary Desuits. That was a lie. For anybody <laughs> listening, I lied just then. Nobody called me anything but Al my whole life. You can get away with all the lies you want on this podcast, though. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah, it's great. I mean, like, I love lying. (laughs) I I love a good lie. I love just, like, I don't, listen, I don't like lying about things that you shouldn't lie about. Don't get me wrong. Like, that always feels bad. You love exaggerating. Oh, I love exaggerating. Yeah. You got to tell, you got to tell a story the right way. Yeah, I'm trying to Some people, some people that tell stories that are just based in fact- I mean, unless the story is so good just right. based in fact, then that's great. But even even when it is strictly towing the line of factuality, yeah, just drop that old verbiage right there. You know what I'm saying? Actuality? No, vac- factuality. Factuality. It's like yeah, actuality yeah. and fact combined yeah, yeah. to make two words, uh, a single word. Excuse me. Even when you are towing the walking the tightrope of fact. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta just throw your leg out every every so often and shake shake your chinos out. See yeah. if there's any change in there. You know what I'm saying? Shake your chinos, shake your chinos. I like a good. I like to throw a little mustard on my uh, cheese sando. I know it's uh, it's one of the greatest things. People have told me many times that uh, I just I, you have so many stories, and I'm like, well, I think everybody does. I just can tell them better than you can. Uh, not than most people. Just like I just, to the people that say that to me, I just rebuttal with, do you, you th- can say, you can tell stories great too. You just got to learn how to tell them. Yeah. Do you think that there's an innate uh, connection with storytelling? Like, do you think that's a, something that's intertwined with human DNA or do you think you I develop it. it? I think you develop it. Really? I mean, I don't know. Sure. Like, I, It's not like, like comedians mm-hmm. you can't you can't teach timing right but you like, can't teach timing but you can learn timing like you can yeah, get better like, at timing sure but it's weird if you're being technical with your timing if you're being like if you're learning it and doing it because it's like a thing that's been manufactured it's you, it's you can see through that i think but, with storytelling too it's like sure well, but but like if you're a, a chef right mm-hmm your your metric is whether or not the people sitting down to eat your food go wow and then you develop the reasoning behind why that person went wow was mm-hmm. it the presentation was it the intricacies of the taste was yeah. it the combination of flavors inside of that specific dish and i think that's the same thing with timing when you're telling a joke or when you're telling a story yeah it's like your react the reaction you're trying to get is either laughter or people ge- being compelled by your story. Yeah, yeah. And if you're attempting to try and if you're if you're being led by those, you know, little lily pads or those breadcrumbs, then you can develop it because that's what you're looking for. Some people, some people who will tell a story and they need to get every single point 
of that. Yeah. It was like dates. It was times, Tuesday yeah. at seven. No, the it was road. Wednesday at six. Ah, oh, shit. Was it an avenue or a I street? Think, Okay, 1970. Yeah. No, it was 1974. I think, babe, yeah. when was it? 1973. Yeah. It's like, dude, shh, you've already lost me. Yeah. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter yeah. what day it was. Yeah. Like, get to the meat of the hook. Right. I've been trying to reduce my stories to be smaller mm -hmm. and more concise because that's one of my problems is that I just drag things for a little bit too long. Yeah. Well, you love the Overshare. stage. You love the stage. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 just to get back to what you were saying, I don't. I I, I changed my mind while you were talking, and like there might be some inherent. Uh, qualities about storytelling it, it, I think it's just experiential mm. like you have to experience life to a certain degree to be able to tell stories a certain way obviously right you have to embrace life to have stories right. first and foremost because um, stories are best when they're told from your own perspective that you have experienced um, if you're telling a secondhand story it's a different thing so in order for that to happen you have to experience life to a certain degree but you also have to experience other people and how they exist and operate in the world and how they articulate and how they tell stories and mm. and pick up on that lingo there yeah you got to compare and contrast a little bit yeah but maybe what is maybe something that you're born with that you can't develop is the desire to be in front of people and have attention yeah i don't know if you like develop that i think that that is something wanting attention wanting attention yeah yeah god we're we're suckers but that it. specific type of attention like i think everybody wants attention but like being on stage and being in front of people making a more than one person excited yeah i think that that's something that's like different i think you because some people hate that yeah like some people my wife tess right she does not want to be in front of a group of people that's like her worst nightmare is like standing in front of our wedding. She was like, I don't want to say anything. Yeah. It's like, baby, you got it. It was like, we got this, you know, people travel for this. We're in right. Australia. You got to say something. But me, since I was a kid, I was like, turn it on. dude. Yeah. I yeah. remember like we'd have friends over family yeah. dinners and stuff. And I'd be like, when's it my turn? Yeah. When's it my, come yeah. on, yeah. give me the mic, dude. I got a joke. You're right. Maybe we all have a thing inside of us. Like the, the capacity to have a thing inside of us, but a, there's a certain like prick that has to happen socially in order for that thing to like uh, blossom. Yeah. Like maybe all of us have the capacity to be passionate about cooking, but right. it has to be like spurred in us in the right way. Yeah. In order for us to go, Oh, and like maybe speaking in front of groups and, being an entertainer wanting attention maybe that is in all of us we just have to go pop it just has to be popped the right way mm -hmm. yeah maybe i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people that would just be like absolutely not like right. i couldn't ever even if something was popped like i don't want to even like get close to that idea of popping like mm. i don't want i but don't that, i don't want to touch that but but you're pro most likely talking to people who are already very settled in their ways mm -hmm. like if you if you talk to a four-year-old, they couldn't give you that perspective. Like a four-year-old yeah. doesn't, there's so, I mean, Rudy yeah. is so, he's such a blank canvas mm -hmm. right now. Like yeah. the things that he'll like one thing one day and then the next day he say he hate it. Yeah. Like he's just so, he's like water right yeah. now. And I'm so curious if he is going, you know, like what will be developed in him eventually. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting, man. I, I'm, uh, hopefully he's a good storyteller. Cause I think that's a really good trait to have. 
my grandpa was a really really good storyteller yeah, yeah. he my mom's dad my grandpa, grandpa my grandpa wasn't at all he wasn't it was so cool to sit on his lap mm -hmm. and he, he would he would change um syllables and like pig latin almost like he would change um like the the letters of words and he would do it in real time in his head so he had the p little thrigs and he would tell us the whole story the p little thrigs i can't i can't even try i can't even do it oh it was so he would so like mix around the words but you still know what he was saying yeah oh that's yeah huff and puff and, and hold your blouse down ho, ho, it, every single word was changed. what do you do it in english yeah oh and this is your mom's dad yeah oh i was he like was an english i was like teacher. your father's dad may have just not spoke english well <laughs> yeah, yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> he's like ecuadorian yeah, no he's that like, wasn't the case he's like wow grandpa you're so good at pig latin yeah, he's yeah. like no muchacho <laughs> no muchacho no no yeah my was grandpa great. was funny he had a dry sense of humor. He could, he was really good at like one-on-one. -on -one. That's my dad's dad. Uh -huh. um, when you heard him speak in front of groups though, it was like, wow. Like Demanding. for me, I don't know if it was like this for everybody listening, but for me, whenever I heard my grandpa speak like in front of groups of people, it really meant something. Was he a pastor too? No, no, he's a farmer. Uh -huh. 70 years of farming. Wow. Wheat farming, same farm. Wow. Um, legend of a dude. Funny. But it's it's interesting because my dad and my aunts, they're all like full on love being in front of people. Yeah. My aunt Sally, not so much. Uh, but Aunt Sally is But she's the best. Is so she's, good to be around. Oh, she's the best. Yeah. All my aunts all my aunts are amazing humans. And my dad like just thrives off being in front of humans. Mm -hmm. But my grandpa wasn't like that. Hmm. So it's weird. It's like, where did that prick happen? Like, is yeah. that, where, how did that happen? And, and my grandma as well. Like my grandma's not the type of human who just like loves being in front of people. And like, I'm going to share something. Yeah. You know, it was like, they would do it in moments where they needed to do it. Yeah. But like me, I'm like, dude, I can't wait. To, yeah. I can't wait to be the center of attention. Yo, check me out. I know. So funny how those personality traits present themselves are they is it a combination of dna and genetics that like is just the perfect sourdough mix mm -hmm. that brings that out of a human is it a social you know touch yeah where you see something you're watching like you're watching don knots when you're a kid and you're like i want to be funny like that dude. yeah yeah um yeah that's the prick. speaking speaking of don knots dude never gets his never gets his due uh, do shine <laughs> do shine he's one of the best comedic actors no of respect. all time him and uh, leave it to beaver one of the funniest <laughs> characters ever yeah i actually don't know much of him he was one of my favorite him and jerry lewis really growing up like that was kind of the only comedy that i was allowed to watch it was yeah. like old comedy because it was that well because it was like it was clever you didn't watch any rodney danger no bro <laughs> he was too dirty i mean look i'm I'm, I love a dirty joke. <laughs> I am. I'm all about a dirty joke. And it is like Will Ferrell. We were watching Will Ferrell. Like, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there is something about comedians who can, like Jerry Seinfeld, like he, he would consider himself a clean comedian. Yeah. I think that's so much harder to do. I think that's so yeah. much more difficult of a craft. And when you go back and you watch like Jerry Lewis, bro triple threat dude homie could sing yeah. dance he was funny but he yeah. could also do dramatic roles mm -hmm. like nobody touches jerry lewis yeah in my opinion yeah 
And same with Don Knotts. Don, well, Don Knotts wasn't really much of a dancer, right. but like he had his own comedic through line and thread that nobody it was so original yeah like his he was like shaking yeah. shit you know or like when he would <laughs> like leave it to beaver when he was he's the police officer right and he would like really get mad before he would puss out <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah like, you both. that's where you that's where you pick it up from man i loved that from stuff those influences. well I it's a good it. thing it's a good thing that uh we have nobody here to get in our way because we can both be the center of attention tonight. Let's see who can compete for the most, baby. This is a new show. How good's this? How Episode good is it? Alan got 12 hours of sleep last night. We're ready to do oh, the show, dude, baby. I'm dancing on clouds, Dancing son. on clouds, baby. Let's do the show. Bye. How good's this? How good? This. How this. How good's this? Successfully tested a pig kidney in transplant of a human patient. Wow, dude. For the first time, a pig kidney has been transplanted into a human without triggering immediate rejection by the recipient's immune system, a potentially major advance that could eventually help alleviate a dire shortage of human organs for transplant. Okay, so... The procedure done at NYU... Shout out to America! America. Long Gone Health in New York's... Long Gone? Uh, Langon. Langon Health in New York City involved use of a pig whose genes had been altered so that its tissues no longer contained a molecule known to trigger almost immediate rejection. Wow. So they're putting pig kidneys in humans. Now, that's crazy. They The trial was on... A dead patient. Oh, yeah. Wow. So the patient was brain dead Mm -hmm. with signs of kidney dysfunction whose family consented to the experiment before she was due to be taken off of life support. Wow. Yeah. So they, they used the, they used the organ for like three days to make sure that it was like pumping the right, uh, fluids and blood and oxygen through it and making sure that it all worked properly. And it, and it, and it did, which is a humongous development. That's crazy. Because... Does that mean we're going to like, so there, there's, it says down on the bottom, there's like a 90 or 170, 190,000 people, uh, waiting. every year waiting on 107,000 In the United people. States, nearly 107,000 people are presently waiting for organ transplants, including more than 90,000 awaiting a kidney. Oh my. Would you give me a kidney? Yeah. How many do you need? Do you need one? Two. What? You just need one. You'd only need one. I, dude, I don't know. We got two, right? I think we got... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I think out. we got two. Kidneys? Uh, maybe we only have one kidney. No, I think you got, you got two, two kidneys. Kids. You got two kidneys. You only got one liver. One liver. Two kidneys. How many yeah. kidneys? You can you can donate a kidney, I think. I would give you one. There are two kidneys. Yeah. Okay. Each about the size of a fist, dude. What's funny is that like on this podcast, like I catch myself have like because i would be like yeah of course you have two kidneys if we weren't talking on record but as soon as we're here i'm like uh i actually don't know it's like a very simple thing right right right, right, right. hold uh, hold on let's just double check that yeah because we're recording it that's how i took tests as a kid like i knew all the answers yeah but because of the pressure of knowing that i was going to be graded after the test i would i'd get an f on every test 
Awful test taker for me too. Awful test taker. Yeah. I would use multiple choice. I'd read through it. First one, I knew the right one right away, and then I would talk myself out of yeah, it. I know. It's like, well, maybe it was Andrew Jackson. Well, especially when a teacher was an asshole and they'd give you like m- multiple choices that were like that could be in in that world, and like it could be that that answer. Right. I mean, it isn't that answer, but it's like. Give me like Andrew Jackson and then give me like the Kool-Aid man so that I know it's not the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, no, you some can't choice. do that. Because <laughs> then all the kids who didn't study would know. That's what I was hoping Would you for. fuck with the kids if you were a teacher? Fuck yes, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Big time. Big time but fuckery like, would happen. Fuck, fuck, fuck with them in a way that would, you know, really hopefully educate them in a, in a way, you know, like they would do something that would impact them in some positive way. Well, but I would just, sure. I would just, I would mess with them because I would want kinship with them. Right. Like I, I would you. mess with kids. And what's interesting though, is like, there's so many personalities in a classroom. I don't know how you balance like an entire, some teachers, right? Like if you're a teacher in high school you've got five different periods, 30 kids in each period, that's 150 kids, how you balance all those personalities and try to bring the best out of those students. Yeah. It's insane to me. Yeah. I would, I would be thrilled if the kids fucked with me. I keep having a dream hmm. where I, uh, got through an entire semester of math with our teacher in high school. His name is Mrs. Ralstead, you know, Raleigh's mom. Oh yeah. She's best. Went through an entire semester. I keep having this dream. It's happened three or four times. And I get to the end. I didn't do any of the homework. Oh, yeah. None of it. Yeah. And I think it's that maybe the dream, we were talking about this the other day about procrastination or sorry, about dreams. Do they mean anything? Or are we just naturally uh, disposed? Predisposed. Predisposed, excuse me, towards putting meaning towards meaningless things. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I think it's natural for people to look at the world around us and go, It's too perfect. Something had to create it, Mm -hmm. right? So we put that meaning on it. The fact that, like, it's all random Mm -hmm. is hard to believe as well, right? right? Are dreams that? Are dreams just completely random, or do they have some sort of connection into, like, the conscious world? Yeah. Um, I keep having this dream. If I were to put meaning on this dream, I think it's my procrastination problem. 100%. I've had many dreams like that as well where I'm walking through my high school and I'm late for class. I'm late for like – it's like a final day. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be taking my finals. I'm supposed to be doing my thesis paper, whatever it is, and and I'm late. And I can't find my class. Yeah. I can't find my class. I already know I'm late, and I and I know the test is happening right now. And if I don't pass this class, I'm in trouble. Like yeah. I'm not going to graduate, kind of thing. So it, the stakes are super high. And for the life of me, I can't find the class I'm supposed to be in. And I'm like going around with like my schedule, and I'm like, but I'm supposed to be like in this class, right, and right, I don't right. know. And like none of the so I'm like going into classrooms, and people are like turning around, looking at me like. And I don't recognize any of the students, so it's almost like I'm in a, the wrong school, and mm. it's very strange and. So yeah, I just think it's like, are you, are you prepared for what you're supposed to be trying to prepare for? Again, if you're putting meaning on it, um, yeah, procrastination. But like, that, that's the weirdest part because your procrastination is subject to what you believe your procrastination is. Because you aren't necessarily a procrastinator. You work really hard and get a yeah, lot but done, I, but you have so many things to do that you can start to think that you're procrastinating. Because in because in re, in reference to other people that we both know you thinking that you're a procrastinator in comparison to that person. It's not, it, I mean now comparing yourself to anybody is it's not going to yeah, do you any fruitless. good, but like 
it is subject to your own individual procrastination. So you're like, you can believe that and you can have those dreams, but ultimately like, I don't know, for me looking in and seeing you, I don't think you're a procrastinator. I'm totally a procrastinator. Really? Yeah, yeah. Big time. I, I don't know if I operate well. I'd probably operate better if I alleviated this thing from my life, but like a sense of urgency. Yeah. I have either just developed a personality that wants to work out of that space or I think I'm really good out of that space, but I'm definitely a procrastinator for sure. Like, Aren't you the type of guy though? Cause I'm this way where if you have something that you know needs to get done, you just get it done right away. Otherwise you won't do it at all. Uh, no, that's how I am. I'm just like, just if I have something to do, it's just like, just, just do it now. Cause I don't want to have to think about it later. If I have a deadline, then I'm like, and the deadline makes sense. And the thing that I'm supposed to execute is makes sense. Then I'll do it yeah. for sure. But like, I guess maybe that's it. Like I need a deadline. I have a bunch of things on the docket that yeah. I need to do that. Uh, a few of them have deadlines. Others don't. And the ones that don't, I just like manage to just like kind of toss out into the ether still not yeah. get them done. But I know that if I got them done, it'd be very useful and helpful to not only my mental organization, but also to the things I'm attempting to try and accomplish in my life. Right. But I mean, that's what's hard about making an album for me. What's making an album of songs is so hard because there's no like, it's just like, well, when it's done, it's done. When you have the songs, it's done versus like if I had, okay, we're coming out with a record in March. Whether it's a good record or not, it's coming out in March. So you better get the songs together. Yeah. I would have the songs done no problem. Mm -hmm. But because this is just like carrot out in the, I'm just like, well, whatever. So, yeah. 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 It's never going to get done because the songs are never going to be good enough or, you know, like whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I think for sure I'm a procrastinator. For sure. Do you think you're a self-starting person? Yeah. 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 Mm. I'm a self-starter for sure. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know where that came from. Like, Cause there was definitely a few years out of high school where I was worthless. <laughs> I was with you. Yeah, dude. It was just like, but I think I was confused. You know, I mean, God, you're so young. Yeah. You're so young and dumb coming fresh out of high school. But like, I remember there's, we were talking about the other day. It was like when we were back in Seattle for Stephen day, Stephen day, shout out, shout out to Stephen day, dude. The sex sexiest god and child prodigy of life child prodigy don't you lose that mustache Stephen day if you're listening don't you lose that mustache boy quit getting super attractive dude you're making me embarrassed for myself um we were cruising through seattle and just kind of reminiscing about our time there because uh, i was fresh out of high school when i moved there and met you and i moved over to seattle like with the ego of like I'm a musician now because mm -hmm. I went over and I like recorded at some demos you know <laughs> and I refused to like get a job because I was like no well, I'm a musician mm -hmm. I can't go work at Wendy's right you know I'm a musician yeah like and so <laughs> like I do bro I was so broke like I remember my dad call, like, I'd call my dad every month be like dad I need, I need a couple hundred bucks dude He'd be like ow yeah <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> yeah. We can't keep, can't keep doing this. And it must have gone on for like at least six, seven, eight months. Where like every month I was calling dad trying to get some, you know, some couple chips, couple chips. Cause I needed some mac and cheese. <laughs> we were talking about this house that we rented together. Our rent was $400 a person. Yeah. And 
epic house, five bedroom house, hot pool table, back. hot tub, yeah. right in the we thick of town. It. We didn't deserve it. And uh, you and, and your girlfriend at the time lived in one of the rooms and you decide, well, we're going to move out and get our own space. Right. Mm -hmm. All we would have had to done was replace your room with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Right. But our, the science behind it was like, well, we can't find a couple. Yeah. And so our rent's going to go up a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> and we yeah. were like, scrap it. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. Um, yeah. But I, th I don't know what my point was it doesn't matter where that started we but i think like my, the ego that i brought with me like no i'm a musician yeah was just like i look at that back, back on that person and i know that i'm gonna go 10 years from now and look back on that person that i am today yeah totally and go you're so dumb totally i think but i was really dumb not really no no no. i was really dumb dude i mean dude well all of us were but we but we were laughing our asses off and people were coming over to our house afterwards and being like this is the greatest time i've oh, ever we, had listen, in my you life you can still know how to have a good time <laughs> yeah. and be an idiot yeah of course well without question we will to recognize that we are idiots right now then is probably in our best interest yeah totally because we are and and we're going to continue to be that but it's kind of part of our nature right like it's kind of our charm a little bit. Yeah. Whenever I meet somebody new, the place I want to get in a conversation with somebody right away is a self-deprecating thing. Yeah. Like, let me talk shit about myself to you, make you laugh, and then we're good. Yeah. And then next, if I can get you to drop an F-bomb, I know we're going to be cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm comfortable. Then I'm comfortable. Drops if the not, then I'm like questioning, like, <sighs> are you like Mormon yeah. or are right. you like... <laughs> Do you watch Focus on the Family? <laughs> What's Focus on the Family? It's just like, it used to be this video. ChristianMingle.org? Yeah, it's like this. You would get tapes. It was like Christian tapes, but it was like procured Christian video via VHS that I'm had like so an uplifting message. Watch those. There were some good flicks in those. Uh, the, 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 the Buttercream Gang. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> where the red fern grows. <laughs> the buttercream gang. You know how I know we're idiots? Is that is that we started this this how gets this about. episode about something that we're like, it's over our heads. We can't talk about it. Let's talk about ourselves. <laughs> let's talk well, about yeah. let's talk about kidney transplants yeah. happening in NYU and the science behind all that. We're yeah, just right. like, and then all of a sudden we start bro, talking about bro, check out we lived in this house one time, <laughs> hot tub. We were I couldn't afford chicken to afford <laughs> shit. Calling my dad. Like, yeah. Nothing I had to do yeah. with it. Well, that's let's, okay. Let's that's switch okay. it up. Let's switch it up. But this uh, is this is super cool. Way to it go. Is super I'm, cool. I'm, I I mean Surgeons are amazing. Doctors are so rad. Doctors and, we, and we surgeons so much. are bonkers. And it's it's interesting because I think a lot of people would not mean a lot, <laughs> but I think there's naturally a tendency to be like, oh, biologically changing pigs now right it's gonna be it's bad news bears right. and like our moral compass somehow finds its way into this like science and development yeah where moral compass like it i don't know it kind of belongs but i think it also doesn't yeah it's like we're just attempting to try and like solve a problem and totally. the problem is is that there's a hundred and seven 70,000, excuse me, 107,000 people a year waiting for an organ transplant. And we can't fulfill that. And the illegal organ transplant, uh, like market, like black market is crazy in China. Really? Yeah. 
I hear it's I like like bonkers. People waking up in bathtubs just like with their livers gone. They're getting them like cut out un- yeah, unconsensually. Like, have you heard these stories? No. Yeah, like just unconsensually. Whoa. Which is like, wow, man. There's like some black market like doctor guy who's just like, well, couldn't cut it. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. wake up. Couldn't be on call. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I guess I that's skills. where I'm going. But I got skills. I know yeah. where the liver's at. I'm about to wow. just like ice this guy up and. I'm about to knock him out. Knock him, him out. A, put him in a. Put him in a plastic wrap bag over his head and put him in a bathtub and just take his organs out of his body. Yeah. Dr. Ronnie. Dr. Ronnie Donnie. <laughs> Yikes, dude. Dr. Ronnie Chan, dude. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. I uh I feel like I want almost an opportunity to well that's this, this is gonna be interesting. This, it's it's I'm already <laughs> taking back what I'm saying because I do have the opportunity to donate an organ but I kind of want the opportunity (laughs) I kind of want the opportunity to to do it for somebody that like I don't know that I love huh yeah I get where you're coming from but I also think you're just trying to be a hero yeah yeah totally I I was saying it and then I because it's like but but if it was your kidney and you can live without one of your kidneys like you can yeah i mean like I, but then if your kidney if the other one starts going bad and we don't we haven't figured out pig transplant yet then you're on that list of 107,000 do you think the homie that you gave your good kidney to would give it back when he's what, what like if what, you what, lo- what, okay you lose a kidney right yeah. and you're just like well i only need one so i'm going to just rock it without one yeah i'm not going to be able to eat a lot of salt i'm going to watch my alcohol intake whatever whatever but i'm i'm cool right then five years later, that kidney starts to go, and, and can, I need one. Yeah, Robert is, is doing Pattinson. great, and he's and you're like, bro, do you think he would give it back? Uh, no, I don't think Me he neither. could. Maybe, well, of course he could. Just well, no, because die. Just done. <laughs> just die. Yeah, he'd be like, I'm a sacrifice. No greater. This is a Bible verse, by the way. Shout okay. out. No shout greater out. love hath a man than one who would lay down his life for his friend. Yeah. I, I, you can't see, that's a, that's a crazy thing. Like I, when I started saying this comment about wanting to donate an organ, I was yeah. like, yeah, like there, I, and I want to believe like I would die for my friends. I would take a bullet for you. I would like, you know, do these things for certain people in my life in the shoulder. I would take one, but to die for somebody as well, like just, to, just anything like this extreme dying as well. Like what it's easy to say. Yeah, I would. Oh, you have no man, idea. If I got a dude, if somebody fucking put a like when I watch movies oh, yeah. and I see somebody that gets a gun put on their face and they're such a badass about it, I'm like, dude, I would fucking tinkle in my jeans oh, so, so fast. And yeah. like I would ju- I would oh. get shot because I would like overreact so much to the gun being in my face and freak out so hard that I would just like hit him and he'd hit he'd just shoot me and I'd be dead. I would just like I I'd like oh it's so scary, man. The idea of like I just if a gun's even around, bro, you flinch more than any person I know. I know like I know. even just yeah, like, a gr- you like move a girlfriends hand of mine have tried to like give me hugs and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's poor wounded sad. puppy, bro. You're like a shelter dog. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to give you some love, baby. And I'm just like, oh, okay, okay, beat me. Okay, I thought you were gonna try to hurt me physically. Yeah, I um, yeah. I mean, I would take a I would take a bullet for my son. Yeah. I yeah, without so. question, and I would take a bullet for my wife. Yeah, like I would die for either of those people. Yeah, you should. Um, 
You should die for them. You should just die for them. I would like them. to say that I would die for like you or uh, yeah. some other close friends of mine. I mean, sh- like presented with that, like it's, I think it's ignorant and cocky to say what you would do in those moments. Yeah. Especially me. Like, bro, I don't know. Shit. I've never been in a fight. Yeah. I've never been in a physical altercation. I wrestled for a season when I was in you did. fourth grade. Yeah. I got a couple fourth. golds, bro. I got a couple no, golds. Didn't. I was, str- I had, I had, you're putting mustard on this story. I did. I have won like two to three gold medals. <laughs> That's because they just give participation. No, medals no, 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 no. I won the grade. tournaments. I won the tournaments. I was a scrappy little big bog. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I gave it up though. I didn't like the leotards. Oh, that was the best part. Nah. Yeah, I think so. I didn't like them. Um, I, I would like. I, I would like to just say that if it's ever, if if it's ever presented to us where somebody's like i'm gonna kill you one of you guys who's it gonna be i'm gonna take it might happen it might happen i'll in take Vegas. It. i'll take yeah seriously i'll take it and i and i think because and i think i've told you this before but when i when i started uh my journey into acting and went to school and was and was doing uh like emotional recall yeah. to try and like figure out how to get myself emotionally charged to like cry or do whatever yep i'd invent these stories in my head so that i could get myself to that place and one of the stories that i was working with for a long time was me driving your tour bus with your band Mm. and going and i was the actual driver yep and then we were going through like some icy patches in utah or wherever we were and we were going over some mountains and I lost control. I fell asleep at the wheel and lost control. And we spun out and the thing flipped and rolled and rolled and rolled. And I wake up and I'm in a hospital and I'm like running into uh, around the hospital. And all of a sudden I see your whole band mm. and they're all bandaged up. And mm. everybody's like, oh, we're okay. We're okay. Where's Alan? Where's Alan? Where's Alan? Well, at, they point into a room and you're in the room and you're like on life support. And oh. both of your parents are in the room. And I walk into the room and I'm like, I have done this. Like I have, I, I created this problem i've oh. i've killed my best friend oh. and it's not seeing you on life support that makes me see my get mom. sad it's seeing your mom oh. and having her come up to me and putting her arm on my shoulder and saying it's okay it's not your fault oh. it's not your fault this is like this what this is like this is something that just happened we're gonna get through this like you're i still i love you this is gonna be okay it's not did my dad then turn to you and be like yes it is it's kind of a little your fault it's your fault (laughs) yeah but that would make me that would get me that would get me going and so like and i and i remember being like take me instead having that thought like take me take me instead like Mm. let him do it let him do what he needs to do in this world and I would fucking I would be on the subways, dude, just like practicing. Right. And it, the, the narratives would change, but this was one of them. And I would be fucking bawling my eyes out, dude. People would come up to me and be like, "Hey, are you okay?" And I would be like, "Oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. This is I'm just doing like an acting exercise." And they'd be like, <laughs> "It's so messed so, up." Some people would be actually offended. Yeah. Some people were like, there was a couple that invited me out to Coney Island to go like hang out with them because they were like, "We just wanted to make sure that you were okay." And I was like, "Oh, I'm. It's just I'm like practicing for my acting class." And they were like. You shouldn't do that, dude. Like, that's really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> like, on a subway in public. Like, do it at your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I wanted to do it in public just because, like, if you have people around you, you know, it's just like... 
Yeah, that it's makes harder. sense. Uh, it makes sense. One person thought I was going to jump into the subway track. So, like, they came up to ask me directions. And I was Wild. just, they, they were like, hey, like, do you know which way, like, West Village is? And I was just like, yeah, it's, um, it's like that way. And they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just like doing this did you kind of like that thing. did you sort of like hope and like when you started doing the exercise on the subway where you're like i hope i do it good enough for people to come ask me if i'm okay maybe Pro- probably there was a part of that yeah but i i, I remember being like with my head down i didn't want to be like up like everybody look at me it was just like i just really wanted to produce <laughs> you're like, like you're like walking you're like those dancer guys where you're walking through with candy bars and a tip jar you're yeah just like, yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but 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 yeah, these people these people asked me. They were like, uh, you know, where is that place at? And I was just like, I came to. I was like, oh, it's you got to get on the other platform and go that way. They're like, oh my god, are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, oh yeah, I'm just doing this acting exercise. And they were like, oh my god, like we actually didn't need directions at all. Right. We we just like were making sure that you weren't gonna jump. <laughs> I was like. Wow, that'd be the, that'd be such a wild way to decide to kill yourself, just to jump from a subway. People like have, of all the people things, have done it. yeah, it's savage. Like to super savage. turn and super dark, and maybe we should go to our next up, uplifting. How good's this story? But um, the decision to do that is, you know, it's bonkers, and like uh, I'm, I don't want to dive into that world because i can't fathom what that place in somebody's life would feel like but like how they did it would be like the decision like okay i'm gonna like you're gonna shoot yourself first you're gonna hang yourself first you're gonna like jump there was a guy i think it was a guy i forget how many years ago but downtown in riverfront park there's a mall there's like this stairs that go up and and you can see the whole in like it's a four-story drop and this guy during one of the busiest times in downtown spokane which is hoop fest decided to jump off the top like that's how he was gonna go the that just as tragic as it is and as sad as it is if you just think about how many how much balls that takes yeah like to be like oh yeah this is how many and it's also like kind of sick it's sick to Stupid. just be like, oh, I'm going to bring everybody else into this tragedy. Oh, yeah. But um, that would be a wild thing. You say people jump off the off the subway. I haven't seen it, but I've been on subways that have been stopped because of that happening. Somebody jumped off. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, and I've pulled people back. I pulled drunk people back from like a, a few drunk oh, people who were like jumping into the track you jumping mean. into the track but also like wobbling towards the uh. train as it's coming and being like bro and just pulling them back and like falling to the ground with them jeez um, yeah i've had a, dude i've you live in new york for 10 years man you deal with some see weird some, shit see man. some stuff well let's change yeah. the subject because that is dark poppycocks let's get back on the positive <laughs> train baby positive train baby <laughs> Good's this? New Zealand police respond to a four-year-old's adorable emergency call. What? Police in New Zealand leaped into action to attend the house of a four-year-old boy. Leave it up to, to New check. Zealand. Oh yeah, to have situations like this happen. Good people out there. Great. You ever been? Never. Oh, it's the best. I just imagine they're awesome. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Shout out to uh, Louis Baker, man, my Who's favorite he? New Zealand uh, musician. Louis Baker's. 
incredible singer songwriter out there. Shout out. Um, love shout, the, shout love out to, the pieces. He's shout, the man. Shout out to the police department in New Zealand and shout out to this kid. Yeah. Go ahead, keep talking. Police in New Zealand leapt into action to attend the house of a four-year-old boy to check if his toys were as cool as he said they were. What? The four shared a clip of the exchange, which was too cute not to share to Facebook, where the call begins in the usual fashion, the dispatcher asking what the nature of the me- of the emergency was. Police lady, can I tell you something? A boy asks. I've got some toys for you, he tells the operator. All right, let's so we can play the video because I think they shared it on Facebook, so it's you know public I, domain. I think it's public domain. I don't know. Uh, it's a nine one one call, so isn't that so public this, domain? So, so hold on, let's get this straight. Yeah, this this four year old boy in New Zealand called one one one, which is emergency dial in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what it was. It's called nine one one. It's already got a million point. Two views and just came out he, a couple days he ago. Called, he called them on purpose right. to tell them that he had cool toys to share with yeah, them. Yeah, you want to show them his toys. <laughs> what a <laughs> sweet boy. Let's check out. Well, I didn't say what the kid's name was, though. What's the, what's the buddy's name? Let's see. Also, the, the officer that showed up's name was Constable Kurt. Constable Kurt. God, what a name. Con- like Kurt Constable would be something. Yeah, I don't think they're going to share the kid's name on this. He's either. too young. He's too young. But here we go. This is the call, folks. This is police. Where is the emergency? Hi. Hello. Please, lady. Yes, what's going on? Um, I'm hearing something. You can tell me something. I got some toys for you. You got some toys for me? Yep. Come over and see them. Where about are you? See Sorry? Hello? Hi there, we've received a 111 call. I'm guessing it was a mistake, child making a mistake there? Yeah, yeah, he's asking oh. off of his mother's son. Oh, bless him. So just confirming there's no emergency at all? No, there's not. Awesome. Said, um, I was fixing the other child. No problem at all, he was one. just talking about his toys. That's no problem at all. You guys have a good rest of your day. Um, cool. <laughs> the officer was showing sure. an array of toys. The officer told us he did have cool toys. <laughs> the lucky kid also got to see the patrol car, and the officer put the lights on for him, too. Way to go, Constable Kurt. Way to go, Constable Kurt. What a cutie, man. <laughs> what a legend, dude. Double thumbs up. Rudy would be so pumped if that happened, Oh, bro. for sure. Have you ever... Uh, got to turn the sirens on. One time, Taz locked him in the car on accident oh yeah i was like, around for that were you yeah. yeah and so we had to call the fire department yeah. and the whole fire truck came and rudy was just like yeah, yeah. so amped luckily he was strapped in the car so like he couldn't like throw it into dry you know yeah. and it was we should take him to the firehouse sometime yeah we, well, we got that. buddies who are firemen our neighbor oh, was a fireman uh yeah th- they've re- they've moved as of recent unfortunately but uh nick our buddy nick just got a yeah. job as a fire department uh, in the fire department so tight he's it's having so a baby cool. and then he got a job as a fireman like yeah. four months in i know it's he met cool. a rad girl like we saw him this last weekend yeah. it's just so great the best it's so um, great i when i was mm, i like to say like five four five six in that area i uh i hit up i my my friend kevin had a lego phone at his house oh yeah and that he built that his brother built and it worked and it it worked yeah oh that's sick and i didn't know that it worked and i wanted to prove that it didn't so i called 911 on the lego phone yeah 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 
and the cops showed up. I wasn't nearly as cute as this kid. The cops just showed up and like reprimanded me for, <laughs> for dialing 911. But I didn't know it was a real phone. And then the cops came and, um, yeah, I mean, they just showed up and, you know, basically just scolded me for being an idiot. But it was a tele- it was a Lego phone, man. How was I supposed to know? I was I thought it was kind of a cute thing, man. I, I, I just wanted to like... I guess that I guess I could have called my mom or something. I could have called my house rather than the police. But yeah, I, I mean that may, maybe call Pizza Pipeline first. <laughs> pizza <know>? Pipeline. <laughs> have you uh, have you had some run-ins with the cops? Yeah, yeah. I got uh, technically arrested. You did? Yeah, in oh, um, in Chicago, Whiteside County, <laughs> Chicago. <Tell the> story. <laughs> so me and <laughs> me and our best bud Styles Bentley. He's been on the podcast before mm-hmm. uh, last season. Uh, Brent Loya. I don't know. Is he still going by Styles? To the right people, yeah, yeah. When he's not, when he's, when he's not in his professional, right. He's like attire. a prof- He's a professional man now. He's got three daughters. He's, yeah. he's kind of like the, what we all hope to be like at some point. Yeah. His his disposition on life is pretty incredible. But 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 when he's but when he's out with the with the boys. Yeah. When he's out with styles. the boys. When he's out with the boys and he's ready to throw a couple fists in the air and pump to that, <laughs> David Guetta. <laughs> throw he's, some confetti cannons. <laughs> he's 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 Styles Bentley. We've actually been at parties before where I've like introduced him as Brent. Yeah. Hey, this is my friend Brent. And then he's like, Hey, oh oh hi. And then he'll like later in the night, he'll like pull me aside and be like, Hey. Would you mind introducing me to Styles? <laughs> he, he told me that he when we had the podcast, he was like, "Yeah, I I only like browse through you guys' episodes to he, to wait till you guys talk about me." So he'll be thrilled to know that we're mentioning him. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, me and Styles, uh, when I first moved to Seattle, I met a manager who I actually ended up working with <clears throat> for a long time. His name is BJ Olin. Uh, BJ was managing a band. Uh, called uh, Barcelona. Barcelona at the time, and Barcelona was just starting to take. Back at that point in my life, I thought they were the biggest band in the world. I mean, like yeah. they they had a, they had my a show at Numos, yeah. And Numos was like a, you know six hundred cap room, and I was like, oh, this is the biggest band of all time. Like yeah. they're taking off. Yeah. About, they had gotten a deal with Motown Records, and they weren't the biggest band in the world. They were selling, you know, a hundred tickets in five markets. But they were good. But they were killer, dude. And they came up with an epic record. So they had a gig in Spokane at the top of their tour. And then the next night, they had a gig in Denver. And then the next night after that, they had a gig in Chicago. And so at this point, I think they just had the money to fly and not take that drive. And so they like... We're like, well, maybe we can get somebody else to drive the van and we can just fly. Because those are, you know, those would kill you. had to drive through the night. That would kill you. Yeah. Now, I've, I've done that sort of thing many a time, but it kills you to, like, drive through the night and then play a show the next night. It's the quickest way to lose your voice, quickest mm-hmm. way to be cranky. So I totally understand they would do it. So they, so BJ called me, right? I'm like, I'm maybe 20 years old, 21, 20, whatever. I was young. Hey, man, do you want to help us out drive the van through the night we'll like pay for your hotels we'll pay for your flight back home pay for food you know whatever we're not gonna pay you but like it'll be a fun trip for you, you know yeah. i was like hell yeah dude can i bring styles yeah and so i was like can i bring somebody so i styles and i were living together at the time uh so i'm like dude brent you want to try and do this you know it'd be fun it'd be a fun road trip it'd be fun yeah. for us right he's like yeah so we 
drive to Spokane, get their van. We're like, dude, sweet. My manager, before we take off, he's like, don't bring any weed. He knew that I was like a total pothead. This is like early yeah. into my pot days. Yeah. And I was cheaping stuff, <laughs> dude. Hard. And I mean, this was when it was still illegal, right? So uh, he's like, don't bring any weed. And me and Brant, before we left, were like, fucking come on. Yeah. <laughs> and bringing, we're going we're bringing weed. Yeah. <laughs> so we like brought an eighth, right? Yeah. Which is not a lot of weed, yeah. but it's, it's some weed. And uh, we get going. We go through the night to Denver and what we would do is just like sleep in the back and then like take turns driving young bucks you know yeah. 22 we can totally conquer can the world it. get to Denver we're like kicking ass we're like yeah dude we're in with a band the band's loving on us they're like dude thank you guys we're like yeah man we're cool dude we're cool <laughs> we're getting backstage we're getting like fucking bud lights from backstage no problem you know so same thing they do the show after the show they pack up we pack up the van and when we go to Chicago right we're driving through the night to Chicago from Denver we're sleep deprived and we're stoned. Now, I do not condone driving inebriated. That was a very dumb thing for us to do. Right. We were driving. We had smoked and we were driving. I don't condone that. I don't are, think that's some smart. Some people are better at driving high than they are driving. They are, regularly. but I don't think. I, I think if not. we're gonna have, if we're going to bring substances like what I think should be legal, which is all substances, uh, back into free use. We've got to continue to be responsible around. Don't bring them around kids. Don't smoke on <laughs> school grounds. This is neither here nor there. It's neither here nor there, but I just like everybody who's listening to know yeah. that I don't condone what I did. You heard. Okay. So we're driving and we got a little bit of pot left and we, uh, like a nugget. That's it. Right. So we're driving to Chicago. Are we? Two hours outside of Chicago, we see on the side of the road, drug checkpoint, big orange sign, drug checkpoint ahead. And we both look at each other. We're like, what is that? About another 100 yards from that sign, it says uh, drug dog in use. Excuse me, drug dog in use. What? Look at each other. All these cars are slowing down. Like, we're starting to slow down. 100 yards after that, all cars subject to search. As if they were like out to get you guys specifically oh yeah and of course like we're stoned yeah we're sleep deprived we're stoned we're like it's they're coming for us yeah you know they know they know about us we got out of state plates two guys who look like us like if you've seen styles bentley i think at the time he had like a handlebar mustache and a mullet yeah and like wore like tie-dye tank tops and then i looked like i look uh so we're like dude we're definitely getting pulled over right so our plan was at this point, we're like, we're going to pull off on the next exit. Yeah. We're going to get rid of all our shit, and then we'll be fine. We'll get going. We'll get through the drug checkpoint. We don't have a little bit left anyways. Well, that was the trick. <laughs> the trick was is that whoever was pulling off on that exit, that's who they were pulling over. Right. So we went right into their trap. We uh, got we went right off. I was driving. Went right off the exit. Yes, that sure enough. Smooth, boop, 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 boop. smooth criminals. Smooth criminals. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me oh my god oh my god right and hold on had you ever been like i'd never dealt I'd with a cop never even had a speeding ticket in my life at this point <laughs> so i pull off the side of the road cop comes to the window and <laughs> this is the funniest thing ever like <laughs> i not he knocks on the window to roll it down right and it just reeks of weed yeah, it's must right, right? right. it reeks of weed so i roll down the window and he goes <laughs> <laughs> he just laughs he chuckles because he knows he knows yeah. and he takes one look at me he's like he's like so where's the weed 
And I go, we smoked it in Iowa. He's like, you got anything left? I'm like, no, we smoked it all. He's like, what'd you use? I go, a paper. Because my thought is like, I'm not going to tell you that we haven't been smoking weed because I know you can smell it. You're not an idiot. But if we smoked it in a different state and we didn't use any paraphernalia, maybe he won't find it in the car and we'll be okay, right? So he pulls me out of the car, brings me back, handcuffs me, puts me on the car. I'm starting to break down, dude. I'm, you are. I'm starting to lose oh, it. I'm God, tearing I wish up, I could dude. Be documenting I'm that. like, <laughs> you know, my breathing's <laughs> starting to. My dad's gonna go like take away my supper. Mom's gonna find out <laughs> about the sins, you know. So uh, I'm thinking, okay, I've. So he brought me back and started talking to me. So there's no cop up at the van at this point for like ten minutes. Because only one cop pulled us over. That's good cop. Bad cop hasn't got there yet. Mm. So I'm thinking, bro, I'm just trying to kill time so that Styles Bentley can eat this, can shove Nugget. it up his prison wallet, whatever <laughs> he's got, <laughs> whatever he's got to do to get rid of this weed, right? So I'm thinking, we're good, dude. We're going to be good. He's going to get rid of it. We're going to be fine. We're not going to get in trouble. Because not only am I thinking about my parents finding out, but I'm also thinking, like, we're going to jail. We have Barcelona's gear yeah, in our van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to get it there in time for their show. They're going to lose their deal with Motown. They're Stakes not going to get paid. Stakes couldn't be higher. Yeah, I'm thinking, you're I'm never going to get a career in music. I'm never going to have gonna, a career. Yeah. I'm never going to have be friends with these guys yeah. again. Like, all these things are going through my mind at this point. So <laughs> I am... <laughs> starting to have some Weep. issues breathing <laughs> and the bad cop shows up and Uh-oh. good cops he's like listen i think you guys are gonna be just fine you know it just we'll, we'll take care of this right so they go up to the car and i can't hear what they're saying but i see them pull styles out of the van and then i just see styles go point right to where the fucking weed was right and i'm like jesus yeah. No, it's over. We're yeah, done. We're done. We're going so, straight to prison. You're going straight to prison, bro. Which is and this we're on the country, dude. This isn't like <laughs> straight to prison. This isn't like, hey, movie. like look at these guys. They're fine. You yeah. know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we're going to prison. So <laughs> they bring Styles back and the bad cop is like he's he's being a dick about it. He's got the weed and the pipe in his hands and he's like what's this hey alan what's this i'm like that's weed officer <laughs> you know yeah so he goes okay how much how much cash do you guys have on you and i'm like bro we're about to bribe the cops this is tight <laughs> they're know? about to bribe you so I'm like, well, I got like 10 bucks cash on me. (laughs) (laughs) I got got a Jefferson on me, dude. That's about it. And Styles is like, dude, I got some corn nuts (laughs) in the back. You know, they're like, if we, if we drove you to an ATM right now, could you each pull out a hundred dollars? And we're like, at this point, I'm like, bro, I will, I'll dome you up in the back of this cop car. <laughs> I will literally swallow your jizz. I'll swallow the gravy, dude. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you just take these handcuffs take off me. these handcuffs off me. Don't take me to jail, please, officer. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> so, so, I... <laughs> 
<laughs> so he gets us. He, he puts us in the back of the cop court, dude. Styles Bentley has never been happier in his life. He's like, can you turn on the siren? God. I'm weeping. Yeah. I'm weeping at this point because it all falls on me. Nobody gives right. about right. Styles Bentley. Right. It all is going to fall on me if we f this right. up and we don't get to the He's show on, on time. vacation. You're doing He's a on job. vacay, dude. He's he's like, wow, dude, these <laughs> cop cars seats back here are pretty cushy. <laughs> so uh, they whoop, 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 drive us to an ATM. Wow, we both so get a hundred dollars cash out. That doesn't seem like a lot now. No, it was it was I mean at that point in my life you it was the most it. money I had. I overdrew my bank account to get that cash out <laughs> right. and gave the officer the money and he like wrote us these two tickets which were misdemeanors. Gave them to us and let us go. And I was like, "Oh, we just we just we're good, dude. We just bribed the cops. Oh my god. Dude, bless these cops heart. We that was our bail. So instead of them taking us to prison, Doing all the paperwork to like get us in there, doing all the paperwork to like get us out. The the bail was a thousand dollars, so bond was a hundred bucks. We just gave it to him. Now, whether or not they took that hundred bucks and like brought it in and like did it properly, I don't know. Yeah, dude. But they just went out and we, bought a sack themselves. Maybe no, I don't know because we got notices in the mail like a month later after we were like, ah, we're good, dude. Made it to the gig on time. Didn't tell anybody until. Months this later, podcast. <laughs> yeah, until this <laughs> podcast this is the first time we spoke of it. So, uh, two months later, we get notices in our in the mail at that house that we just we went and drove by, reminisced about. Uh, a warrant for our arrest is out in Whiteside County. Oh, no. And we're like, and Brent was just like, whatever, dude, I ain't going yeah. to Whiteside County again. <laughs> and me, you know, right. I was like, it's gonna come back and bite me in the ass, dude. I got it. So, so Brent and I drove. Two nights in a row, overnight, in my Buick Saber to go show up <laughs> to to court. Oh my god! Stand that. in front of the judge and like get a seven hundred dollar fine and and we got, I think like two years of probation where we just couldn't offend again in that county. Uh-huh. But in the long in in actuality, those cops did us a favor. Not now, granted, not that like I mean, yeah, they had to be get pulling people over for stupid offenses. Like, right, you could be utilizing your time better than like nonviolent drug offenders, right? But uh, but not taking us to prison. That was prison, pretty cool. dude. You were never gonna go or to prison. jail, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not taking us to prison, man. We we really lucked out on that one not, by not having to go to prison. <laughs> no, you get what I'm saying. Though. Yeah, yeah. Totally. They hooked it up, dude. Yeah. Well, that was a that was a funny time, man. That's that's uh, pretty hilarious that 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 happened to you guys. I'm surprised that you haven't been you haven't been uh, in any more police altercations than that. I, maybe not. I guess you're just you're a pretty good kid. I guess. I'm just not an idiot. Yeah. Well, I thought you said you were. I thought that was like I'm the like, beginning of this podcast. We said. Yeah, you were but idiots. I'm not like I'm not an idiot with authority. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not that kind of idiot. Yeah. Like I'm a I'm a strain of idiot for sure. But I'm like the I'm like the blue raspberry strain of idiot. I'm not like getting banana. Yeah. Yeah. I am. <laughs> you are. You're bananas, <laughs> idiot. I know. You're you're. I mean, when you're when you're drinking, you're a different strain of idiot. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's great, man. That's uh, 
I love that story. I don't think we've ever shared that. So yeah, I I don't know if we shared it on the podcast, but I've shared it. I I told that story on. I did a tour called um, Favorite Songs, Favorite Stories. Oh yeah, and that was that was one of the sh- stories that I shared on that trip. And old Styles B, baby, shout out to, shout Styles, out to Styles Bentley, B, dude. Shout out to uh, what's this guy's name again? Chuck they didn't, Ginobili. Uh, Constable Kurt. Constable Kurt of the dude. Southern District Police. What a guy. Legend. What That's a guy. cool, man. I think uh, I, I like. I think this is starting to happen a little bit more, but in America, we've got, we got a long ways to go with policing and mm-hmm. like that relationship with the public. It's needed without question. There shouldn't be an argument as to whether or not we need police or not. Right. But all of the things we hear about the police are like the worst aspects of policing. Yeah. Like it's when police F up. Yeah. And, um, that's. I mean, inevitably going to happen. You hope that it happens less without question, mm-hmm. but like they're humans. Humans yeah. are going to F up. And, uh, what I, the trend I like to see a little bit more frequently in the United States is when c- police officers do something cool, mm-hmm. seeing that, like that being able to be like just in front of our faces and mm-hmm. to give praise when praise is due and to reprimand when reprimand, reprimandation, rep, rep, reprimanding, rep, Anyways, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And Constable Kurt is leading the charge. Constable Kurt's doing a great job, man. Some it, cool stuff. When we were um, in New York during the, the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening basically every single day yep. all over the place, mm-hmm. um, I, I I was out there like documenting and marching and doing stuff, and uh, there was a cop that was amongst thousands out there that were like guarding putting up like block blockades and stuff and just you know trying to ensure the safety of people that were out there and yeah whatever man and everybody that was walking by on this specific day in this area uh were like spitting on them Ah. and like screaming at them and there was this one cop man he was this young kid dude and he just looked like he was ready to like break down and give up and like quit yeah and uh you know people were screaming at him like fuck you and getting all angry and he was behind a, a like a little blockade by himself and at one point i went over to him and i just started talking to him and i was just like hey man like i just want to let you know that like i know this is crazy and i don't think i should be saying this in like the vein of what's happening around us but like thanks for being here man like I'm, I'm sorry going through this it seems like it's really tough and he started crying mm. just like immediately started crying like he, like as if he hadn't had somebody mm. like give him compassion mm. in like a, you know in a week and it had just been like volatile energy yeah. coming at him coming at him and he just br- immediately broke down crying and he's oh, like, thank cool. you so much man I was like Good job, dude. I gotta go. <laughs> like, I don't want to be. Now I don't want to be stuck in this is with awkward. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> you didn't invite him over to your house? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Should have. Um, but yeah, man. There's, no, good there, on you. There's I mean, a lot we, of good cops we just there, we. That's ultimately what needs to happen: is more compassion, more kindness, yeah. more consideration from all ends, from everywhere, every direction. Just like it's, it can solve so many of the problems that we're facing. Totally. Individually and socially. Totally. Um, but that's a good way to end it. We love you guys. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to How Goods This. We hope you have a wonderful week, and uh, we hope that. Uh, 
you like and subscribe and tune in. Um, head on over to the Patreon page if you want to hear the good goss, Ooh, which good is a little goss. segment we're about to do, which we're not even going to tell you about because we want you to help support this podcast, which is by going to patreon.com slash live with the lodge and checking it out. Yeah. Uh, we love you. We'll see you soon. Peace. Hey, did you like that? I figured you might. Well, we're going to ask you to do all the things that podcasters tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, comment. Go share this podcast with all of your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at howgoodsthis underscore podcast. And if you want to reach out, you can email us at howgoodsthispodcast at gmail.com. Go tell your friends all about everything that's happened here. If you're interested in hearing Alan Stone and myself spilling all that tea in the good Goss segment of this podcast, you're going to get to hear Alan Stone say things that he might honestly never say out loud and in public. So it's worth it. Head on over to Patreon and join our little community. For as little as $5 a month, you can contribute to this podcast and really help us make a difference in building this thing out. Patreon.com slash live at the lodge. We love you guys very much and uh, we'll see you next week. How good's this?